Welcome to a tale of sorting and Dreamcast, where we talk about our favorite books and how we would bring them to life on the big screen. Hi guys, welcome back to a tale of sorting and Dreamcast. My name is Lindsay. I'm Bridget. And we also have... Jane or Pippin. Hi friends. Yay! Yes. So we are back today to finally do... We've been talking about us doing this forever. <laughs> We're finally doing Cinder. So I'm so excited. excited. We're going to start the Lunar Chronicles today. So ah, yes. Four uh, books in a series. Four books. So Plus a novella. Yes. I don't know if we're actually going to do it. I don't think we can. Well, we could, but I don't know if we're going to do an episode Stars of above. novella. But we're definitely going to do mm-hmm. um, Cinder, Scarlet, Crested Winter. So buckle up. I'm excited. It's crazy how that's um, only four books because so much happens. I know. And Honestly, I'm like still on winter and I'm like, fuck. It's this a big ass book. It winter. is. I'm just Crescent like, winter Jesus, really right? Thick. Okay. So opening <laughs> questions since this like whole series about fairy tale retellings. What is your favorite fairy tale? Mm, Peter Pan. Of course. Always. <laughs> Any Peter Pan adaptation. I love it. I lose my mind. It's like one of the only things that can make me cry. Hook, Robin Williams. Ugh. Yes. Sure. OG, is it 2003 or 2004, Peter Pan? Mm-hmm. With Jeremy Sumter that, like, yeah. awakens yeah. everybody. Everybody. <laughs> that one yeah. is probably huh. my favorite adaptation of Peter Pan. Oh. Uh, Finding Neverland. Oh, with Johnny that's Depp. a good yeah. one. Yeah. Any Peter Pan, I'm there. Excellent. Mm-hmm. What yes. about you, Pip? Um, the original Little Mermaid by Hans Christian Andersen. I remember I, like loved the disney movie and then my parents went to finland i think where the the little like little mermaid statue is and then mm-hmm. they brought me back a little figurine of it and the book and i read it and i was just like it's so dark i love it, it was great. <laughs> and the illustrations so were even like, yes. imagine if ariel was put into this like oh my god how oh, sci-fi so little weird, mermaid right? <laughs> would have been very uh, interesting but yeah eh. what about yours Mine would definitely have to be Beauty and the Beast. Like, shocker. I know. Who right? would have thought? I know. I know. You can blame Disney, but, Ugh, like, I've seen so different good. retellings of it. Or, like, the trope of, like, Beauty and the Beast that we've seen. Like, A that Court of Thorns and Roses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Court of Mist and Fury, where it's, like, backwards. And, yes. That's literally Anything. how I advertise that series to you. I'm like, Yes. Hey? She's literally like, oh, it's like a Beauty and the Beast retelling. And everything on TikTok was like, if you like this Disney princess, you should read this book. And every mm-hmm. time it was Belle, it was A Court of Thorns and Roses. And I was like. So it's just a hook for you. Anything yeah. Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Get. Anything where it's like a big broody male. And like, yeah, it's just, you know, either that or um, Little Red Riding Hood, which is kind mm. of funny because that's Scarlet. And that's yeah. Scarlet's like my favorite book also, in the series. Also kind of beastly. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so what we're getting at is Lindsay likes hairy guys. <laughs> but I don't. I know. Big, strong boys. Um, yes. I just, I guess it's just like the broody type. Yeah. Like the tall broody ones that just kind of sit in the corner. Because it's the opposite of Matthias. you. <laughs> Matthias from Six of Crows. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Shall we get started? Yes. <coughs> oh, yes. Bridget's going to be doing the summary. So. Which worked out perfectly because I read these books like five plus years ago. Yeah. So, yeah, I needed that. <laughs> A little refresher. Yeah. Okay. Let us begin. Okay. So... Cinder begins with the introduction of our main protagonist, Lynn Cinder, who is a cyborg mechanic who's working in the market area of Commonwealth in New Beijing in the future. Yay. Like our world, but set in the future. Yes. So, Cinder is described as having a thin build, slightly tan skin, messy brown hair. Her left hand and leg are metal prosthetics, 
and a large percentage of her body is cyborg, such as her eyes, some of her heart, ribs, and spine. So yeah, do we want to... Cassinder? Cassinder? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're in her perspective most of the time. Honestly. Okay. Uh, who wants to go first? Jane, you go. I don't know why, but I just... <laughs> I love when you start off things like this. <laughs> I don't know why. It's a thing, but Rosa from it. Blackpink. I, I don't <gasps> know why I think it, but it just like... It just popped in my head, and it made sense, and I love her. So, Ooh. yes, I—I I mean, I knew she already has to do somewhere. Oh, oh, you know, there's more. It's hard to resist. Yes, right. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't know. I just she can already act as far Ooh, as music yeah. videos go, and I don't know if she's acted in any dramas or anything. Excellent. But right. I don't know. I would like to see her in something. She can speak English. Exactly. Yeah, she's from New Zealand, so she definitely. I love it. What about you guys? Excellent choice. Bridget. So (laughs) I casted Ali or Alili. How do I say her name? Kravalho. She was in Moana. I was just going to say, is that Moana? She's Moana. (gasps) And all together now that just came out on Netflix. I don't think I've heard of that one. Yeah. (gasps) I love it. She is Hawaiian. She's 20 years old, so she's like around the age. That is the good. And she's beautiful. Right. And she totally fits the vibe of Cinder in my head. So, like, weird fun fact about her Mm -hmm. with Moana. Sorry, tangent, but I I love telling the story. (laughs) It's okay. When she, because, like, they actually went to Hawaii, Disney, and, like, auditioned a whole bunch of, like, Hawaiian singers. Like, they wanted, like, a true, like, Hawaiian person to play Moana. She didn't go to the auditions because she didn't think she'd be good enough. Oh, my God. They went scouting out and saw her at, like, a choir event and were like, you are it. Like, you are perfect. (laughs) And she was like, oh, okay. (laughs) She was like, I had heard that they were doing it. She's like, but I didn't think I had a chance. So she's like, I never went to auditions. Mm -hmm. And they, like, found her and were like, you are Moana. I am Moana. <laughs> yes. It's so cute. I think it's so freaking adorable. So, yeah. Aww. Fun fact. <laughs> All right. So cute. Who did I'm you so cast? excited. Yeah. I chose I Olivia Rodrigo. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I yes. kind of started, like, I don't know why. Well, I know why. Because right around the time I was doing this, her album came out. And when I was trying to, like, picture, like, cinder because Mm -hmm. of like the way that she's described i was like who and then like she popped in my head so i started watching the high school musical the musical the series on disney plus and i think she'd like be perfect i think she's adorable so i'm like and her age is almost exactly to cinders if not i think she might be like a little bit older and she can act from high school musical yeah and she can act and i really like how is that show is it good it's actually pretty good it's actually not what i expected because so the whole like basis of the story is it's not like in the world of High School Musical. They go to the school that High School Musical was filmed in and a they get a new drama teacher and she's like, when I heard that the school where it was shot has never actually done the musical, she's like, I couldn't believe it. So she comes in and like helps them put on the High School Musical, the musical at the I school that it was shot at. I love how Yeah. Is it <laughs> it's super cute. Is it shot? Yeah, it's like legitly the school. So, and then the, so apparently it's in Utah. So, like, even though the movie yeah. itself takes a shot in, like, Albuquerque, <laughs> I think it's in, like, New Mexico, the actual school's in Utah. Yeah, my so. uh, co-worker went there for, like, a year. Yeah. yeah. So, it's just, it's really cute. We're I like it. We're talking about Cinder. Yes. Not sorry. sorry. <laughs> We're talking about Cinder. But, yes, I chose Olivia Rodrigo. So, this is what I happens to Lindsay and I Someone's got to be here to, like, reel it in. So, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> She so, asked a question. So if either of, either of ours was casted, she can sing. If That's Cinder true. has to sing. But Cinder uh, doesn't. Or all of ours, because, yeah, Rosé can sing. Duh. 
We all chose that's singers. Her job. That's hilarious that we all chose singers. Cinder <laughs> <laughs> would never say. <laughs> Even though Cinder would uh, never. Okay. Would okay, back to the story. So one day, Cinder is working in a booth or her booth and waiting for her android to return back with a new replacement foot for her because the one that she had previously she grew up with and it's too small. She's mm-hmm. outgrown it. She is interrupted by Prince Kai who asks her for help in fixing his android Nancy. It's an actual robot, not a cell phone android. Uh, Kai (laughs) has black hair with bangs that always seem to hang unkept across his brow or his eyes. He is startlingly, startlingly, he has copper brown eyes (laughs) and was described to be quite tall as he often has to hunch down to speak to Cinder at eye level. That's adorable. Yes, I know. (laughs) Okay, let me finish this bit and then we can ask Kai. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So, uh, Cinder... Hides her robotic limbs from him as she is a cyborg, and they are often discriminated against in their society. Kai makes a show of flirting with Cinder. He just kind of immediately starts flirting with her. She asks Kai why is it so important for him to fix an android when it's such an old model? Like, why doesn't he just get a replacement one? And he says it is for sentimental reasons, as it was his first android. But Cinder is a walking lie detector because of her robo eyes. So she's able to detect when someone's her lying. robo eyes? <laughs> yeah. I love it. I mean, wow. So, um, yeah, she's immediately able to tell that he's immediately lying to her. So, mm. yeah. Prince Kai. Mm. Jin. Jin. Namju Hyuk, a.k.a. Um, oh main boy from oh. Weightlifting Fairy. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yes. <laughs> oh. He is my... He has he stole my heart the second he came on screen, and I just love him. We stand Aww. Korea in this house. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Who would have thought? But I love him. Yes, I do too. He'd be great. He would be swimmer wonderful. pup. Swimmer pup. Yeah. Like, <laughs> That's our code name for him. Yes, swimmer pup Aww. is like same personality so in my head to Kai. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it just like it makes sense. absolute sweetheart, yes. but yes. it's kind of a little bit full of himself and yes. sassy and flirts and very dangerous because yes. yeah. he's way too pretty for his own good. That's Kai. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I casted Ryan Potter. He voiced yeah. our boy from Big Hero Six, <gasps> and he's in the new yes. Titans adaptation. Oh. Uh, he's like 25, so he's a good age. Uh, I believe he's half Japanese. I love it. So I was trying to keep it, you know. Right. I think we all were In trying. Asian. Yes. And yeah, he just looks exactly how I pictured Kai. He's so cute. <laughs> yeah. And I, I sent a picture, and like he's in a hoodie when he's trying to right. be all inconspicuous. Oh <laughs> I've also bought a photo of my person in a hoodie yeah, and put it on my collage. How yeah. cute. Yeah, so that's my Kai. All right. <laughs> so I'm excited. This is purely a dream cast just because the way that everyone like talks about how the world is in love with this boy, I immediately thought of John Jungkook and thought about how freaking adorable of course. this boy would be. No, that crossed my mind. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, he's him. Yeah. No, like, I thought of fact, a I sent a photo of k-pop boys i was like no resist the k-pop boys like, look it <laughs> stop it look it. i even put like a robot <laughs> like oh it's just on his hoodie. just the fact that like everyone yeah and he's got a little hoodie is the fact that like everyone is like madly in love with him and everyone's like oh my god it's just like oh i wonder who that Valid. would be <laughs> but it's a total dreamcast because i don't think that boy i mean he acts sure like mm-hmm. when he performs but i don't think he's ever actually been like in a tv show or yeah, anything say, or a movie yeah. so i mean 
But if you ever wanted to. <laughs> Listen, this is our podcast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if we want Jun Jung Cook to be Kai in then we're gonna the Lunar Chronicles, it. it's going to fucking happen. Okay? In our heads, it's happening. <laughs> I just think he'd be super adorable because he's definitely got, like, the the sassiness. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yes. also, like, a little bit Hard. insecure. Exactly. Sometimes. A little bit like, oh, so I don't know. <laughs> shy boy, but also can flirt, like, way too well. Yeah. Way too easily. Hmm. Okay. Yes. Just imagine him flashing that bunny smile. No. Oh, immediately. Well, she's always commenting on his smile. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. He crossed my mind once, and I was like, nope, that's that's who Kai is. <laughs> yep. yep. Okay, back at the booth. <laughs> who wheels in but our fave android queen, Aiko, who straight up fangirls over Kai and his beauty, just starts squealing to the nines. As we all would. <laughs> Aiko has a somewhat more energetic personality than most androids. Cinder explains that Aiko has a programming error in her chip, which makes her so unique. Uh, Kai ends up leaving and promises Cinder that he will return to pick up his android when she fixes it. As Cinder is installing her new foot, they hear a scream out in the market as an anti-masker is taken away by authorities <laughs> after discovering she has the plague, which in- is called... <laughs> anti-masker. <laughs> I was like, wait, what did she call her? <laughs> I mean, okay. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> Discovering that she has the plague called Ledumosis. Yeah, Ledumosis. Ledumosis. Mm-hmm. Uh, an illness that is sweeping through the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Timely. Right. We are discussing I know. this. <laughs> I was reading it and I was like, well, would you look at that? I know. Yeah. It's funny because when I first read it, COVID was like never in the mind of anybody because this was like yeah. years ago. And then I reread it recently and I was like, this is too real. I don't appreciate it. This Mm -hmm. is kind of (laughs) scary. Honestly. I was like, ooh, this is a little hit home. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I was going through some. (laughs) I feel attacked. (laughs) Yeah. Personally. (laughs) Let me speak to the manager of this novel. So (laughs) when they arrive back home, Cinder finds her stepmother, Audrey, fitting her stepmother's, or Audrey, fitting her stepsisters, Pearl and Peony, into new dresses for the upcoming royal ball. Audrey is described as a middle-aged woman with hair that is just beginning to gray. Cinder asks if she is going to get a dress as well, and Audrey tells her that she will have to find her own dress. Uh, She is forbidden to go until she gets their hover fixed, which is an impossible task, so Cinder kind of knows that she's never going to be allowed to go to this ball. Audrey. Let's cast her. Audrey. Audrey. Well, I don't know. The audiobook pronounced it Audrey. Lindsay, think- or, you're, you're Lindsay. Jane, who did you cast? <laughs> Sandra O. Oh. Ben? <gasps> I did too! Yay! Sorry? Sandra O. Oh. Sandra O. Oh. oh, I thought of her. <laughs> the vice principal in Princess Diaries. I yeah. know she's been in other oh, things, but Grey's that's Anatomy. who she'll always be in my head. Um, <laughs> I know her from Killing Eve. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's <laughs> Grey's Anatomy. That the vice principal. Know. Killing Eve. We all know her from really want to but i have to it has to be a weekend where i can just binge it Excellent. and there hasn't been right. one of those in a long time good decision yes yeah. yay yes. i love her with all my uh heart. you casted her too yes i did oh. huzzah i had a yeah. feeling because i feel like the cast. like the dramatics like being like that dramatic and yeah. that over the top she could do like perfectly mm-hmm. like a little bit comical yes probably if, yeah that's yeah. what i would lean it towards Do-do-do. i casted lucy Liu. <gasps> oh she would also be perfect. I love her. She looks like yeah, she could I, be the evil stepmother. She could totally be. I also thought about her. Also kick your ass. But I mean. But Sandra O has my heart. Yeah. So. Oh, Sandra yeah. like immediately popped in my head. Yeah. I was like, Ha-ha. So we got the evil stepmother out of the way. 
<laughs> go away. Send your nose that she'll never be able to go to the ball. Pearl is her older stepsister, and she is pretty much Audrey. Mm-hmm. I'm saying it wrong. She is Audrey's like twin, little clone, and she is cruel to Cinder, just like her mother. Uh, da, 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 da. She is described as a petite girl standing at about five two. Her hair is thick and hangs straight down her back. I thought you were gonna say potato. Potato. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're like she's, she's described a... as a petite. I was like potato. She's a, a petite potato. potato. Okay, so yeah. Sorry, uh, Jane. Who'd you cast as Pearl? I don't like it. Really? Oh. <laughs> I did Emily Aylin Lind. She's white, but like she could play an evil stepsister. Hmm. Mm. But she's white. So I was like, but everybody she else I cast. Was but she's it. white. She like, <laughs> one up, but she looks like she could play an evil stepsister. And she's in the babysitter's killer, babysitter killer queen. Oh. So I don't think it's my best casting, but it's a good one. Overall. Excellent. Yes. Do, do, do. Okay. I mean, we all have that one character that we're just like, like eh. <laughs> Yeah. She, it was so rough for her. Everybody right. else I, I knew casted... immediately. Okay, so I casted Janelle Parrish. She's into all the boys. Ooh. And uh, what's that one with the... Oh, she plays Margot. Yeah, she's Margot. Okay. What was that one show about the... Pretty Little Liars. Pretty Little Liars, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's her. Excellent. Uh, yes. She plays an older like sister it. in To All the Boys. And yeah, so that, that's it's funny it. that you chose her because I chose <laughs> Lana Condor <laughs> just because she always plays like the super like nice one. Mm-hmm. I thought it'd be really cool to see her because I know she's done like other things where she kind of plays. She was in the, like that one show or movie that she played like a badass mm-hmm. or hair short. Yeah, I never saw it, though. But I think it'd be cool to like see her like as like the sassy evil one because mm-hmm. I feel like the world sees her as like Lara Jean where she's mm-hmm. like super cute. So I know like, her or from before as Jubilee in the new X-Men. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Everyone forgets that she's in that. Right. Well, because she had such a small part, which I, I was know. so excited because I love Jubilee. But yeah. me. Oh, I knew she'd be here somewhere. Right. Good old Lana. <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> okay. Summary. We're going to get into Pearl pretty quickly. Or Peony. Peony. So Peony is the youngest of the stepsisters. There's two of them. She's the younger one. Mm-hmm. While Peony really loves Cinder and... She is generally kind to her. She is described as angelic with a heart-shaped face and curly, dark hair. Wholesome baby angel. Sweet baby angel. So, yeah. Peony. Who'd you cast, Pip? Ashley Liao. Oh, my God. Me, too. No way. (laughs) Yeah. Excellent. Oh, amazing. Yeah. She's in um, Always Be My Maybe. She plays the younger version of the main girl. Okay. Okay. But... That okay. I was like, I've seen her before. That's where. Okay. Oh yeah, she looks so sweet. That's why I picked she her. Is. Adorable. She looks super sweet. Yes. Just like Telepathy. the kindest face. I love that. I love Yay. that you and I had the same <laughs> yes. one, and then you guys had the same one. It's perfect. It. Excellent. Peony is <laughs> all right. So my peony, I chose Aubrey Anderson Emmons, and she is from Modern Family. So she I was like the little baby her. that they adopted. Oh my God, yes. Yeah. So Aww. she's technically only thirteen, and I think Pearl or Peony is supposed to be a little bit older, mm-hmm. but I was like, eh. I kind of like the fact that she'd be like younger. Yeah. yeah. I always thought so. of her as around 13. Right? Yeah. In my head. 14, 15. I don't know exactly like <laughs> what canon age I pictured she her is. younger than Cinder. Yeah, that's what I also, yeah, I pictured Cinder as like the quote unquote middle child. 
So yeah, yeah. she has middle child syndrome. For exactly. Sure. <laughs> yeah. So she is. She plays like the little one in Modern Family, and mm-hmm. then she kind of like grew up with the show, and I think it's so adorable. So yes. oh, that's who I gosh, chose. We just. It's gonna hurt. Like <laughs> we'll yep. later on. Okay. Yeah, I hate it. <clears throat> do, do, do. So while they're trying on their dresses, uh, Prince Kai pops up on the TV, or it's called their net screen. Yes. In regards to the Letimosis case that just happened in the market, mm-hmm. he assures the people that the government is doing everything that they can to stop the plague. Kai is then interrupted by the news that his father, King Riken, has entered the third stage of the plague. Mm-hmm. Cinder is reminded of when her adoptive father, what was his name, Garen? Yes. Right? Okay. Uh, when he was taken away with the plague when she was just a child. And Audrey was screaming at him not to leave her alone with this thing, meaning Cinder. So Pearl suggests to Cinder that they should volunteer the older bitchy sister. She recommends Cinder that she should volunteer herself for the plague testing since they're having a draft going on for all Mm -hmm. the cyborgs to kind of help figure out what's going on with this plague and cyborgs for whatever reason it doesn't make sense when you're later on it makes sense but yeah i remember reading it and being like what the fuck like why are they like why only cyborgs why cyborgs right you're just like oh that's a little (laughs) random but okay kind of sus so (laughs) pearl's like cinder you should go volunteer yourself and then we'll get money for that yeah so why don't you go do that cinder's like nah not gonna do that but she kind of knows that she'll eventually be drafted at some point one day, Cinder is working on the hover while Aiko is gushing about the ball when Peony arrives, saying that she thinks her mother is being unfair to Cinder. She gifts Aiko a ribbon and asks to join them on their trip to the junkyard since she is bored after trying on dresses all day. Cinder tells Peony of Kai's visit to the booth since Peony is his number one fangirl. Mm-hmm. She stands John Jungkook. <laughs> Don't we all? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, she is generally, or generally, she is greatly upset with Cinder, knowing that she waited a whole four hours without telling her and did not send for her immediately. Did she? I mean, like rightly so. Because I just yeah, she probably just like like a girl screeching and then just a full punch. (laughs) Well, can you imagine if one of us was like, oh yeah, I ran into like BTS the other day and you didn't tell me? Like if my sister bumped into Adam Driver and just. Did not tell right? me I would hold She's a like, grudge. Oh, yeah, he came in today into forever. my work and I didn't. Bit, mm. Yeah. <laughs> I would hate whoever. Valid anger. For, like, exactly. Uh, while Cinder is talking about Kai and describing him to her, Peony notes how it looks like she has developed a small crush on him as well. <laughs> Peony tells Cinder how the ball is just so that Kai is able to find a bride but it is also rumored that he is promised to Queen Lavana of the Lunars. <laughs> which is a... Well, I'll get there. Okay, so... Um, da, 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 oh, it's next. <laughs> Lunars are a colony of evolved humans that are now living on the moon who have developed a brainwashing power of sorts, and they're able to create glamours, illusions, fun things. So they have a reputation of being violent and greedy and queen lavana is said to be the worst and most powerful of the lunars as she killed her older sister her husband she also forced her stepdaughter to harm herself and keeps her in captivity hey yo exposition for future yes (laughs) setting up (laughs) she also murdered her own niece princess Celine, so that she would be the sole heir to the throne 
and some people suspect that Princess Celine is still alive as her body was never discovered in the fire that supposedly killed her. Just fleshy parts. Fleshy bits. Fleshy not the whole bits. body. <laughs> no uh, bones were found. <laughs> just fleshy bits. Only fleshy bits. And DNA so yeah, a whole lot of exposition there. Bad flesh. Bad flesh? <laughs> oh no. I'm sorry. It's going to happen at some point. Lord of the Rings always gets in. <laughs> So, as they are leaving the junkyard, Cinder notices a mark under Peony's shirt. When she examines it, they realize that it is the beginning rash of the plague, and Peony begins to scream. When Cinder tries to comfort her, Peony tells her to stay away as she might contact it if she gets too close, or contract it if she gets too close. Cinder worries that she was the one who carried the plague to her from the market. Cinder calls for an android medic, and upon examining Cinder, she's cleared of the disease, but Peony is taken away to quarantine. And can I just say that quarantine has such a different connotation yep. now for us? Yep. Right. Like, I always thought it was this, you know, like, sealed off thing that everyone's kind of shoved into to kind of, you know, wait it out. But now quarantine for us is like, I'm just at home in my PJs. Right. Like, yeah. Quarantine. Stocked up on toilet paper. Introvert. Yeah. Introvert. <laughs> Yeah, that's we all just got turned into introverts for a year. When I was reading mm-hmm. it and they said quarantine, I was like, wait, that happened for an entire year, basically. Yeah. In right. real life? This is weird. Although their quarantine is disgusting. I was like, this is it's not my cool. quarantine. No, that was a, <laughs> Dear that's God. like a last my quarantine resort kind of quarantine. And anime. Ours was a preventative <laughs> quarantine. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cinder is heading back home. After Peony is taken away, she's feeling guilty and distraught and worries over what to tell her family. Family. Quotes. Mm. Once she arrives, she learned that Audrey and Pearl already know. Audrey commands Aiko to remove all of Peony's belongings, and she blames Cinder for Peony contracting the plague. Audrey tells Cinder of how the death of her husband was also her fault and that she never even wanted her in the first place. She then reveals that she volunteered Cinder for the plague research, and Cinder is then taken away by Medroids. <laughs> so, we are tossed in the perspective of a new character. <laughs> We're in a so lab of sorts. His name is Dr. Dimitri Erland. He is the head of the cyborg plague research. Erland is described as a short, oldish man, middle-aged, that's how I pictured him, not mm-hmm. old. Uh, with thin-framed sky blue eyes. Yeah. All right. Dr. Erlen. Pippin? <laughs> Mine is kind of a curveball. I don't know why. But Robert De Niro. <laughs> I and, love like, it. Look at this picture of him. <laughs> like, this is exactly how I pictured him, except for Robert De Niro's face. But, like, older, gray hair, wrinkly, yeah. like, very Aww. intense eyes. Robert De Niro. Also, he's a gem, and I love him. I think that I miss him too. Oh, I like that one. That's cute. Thanks. I just don't know why, but it works in my head. (laughs) So mine's a bit younger. He's got a voice for it, but like the two guys that I casted for the the older dudes in here, they're a bit younger than how they're described. But I think it's a little bit easier to age someone up than age them down. For sure. So I casted Ewan McGregor. Just he, I yeah. I want to see him play a mad scientist. Like, right. Yeah, because yeah, he is going. Okay, we'll get there. There's a for later bit. That may or may not be related. He's definitely related to somebody in the future books. Yes. Who may or may not be important. 
Well, now Fuck. I need to know who this person is, but I don't. But I. We'll get there. We'll get I there. Do. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You and McGregor. So. What about you? I chose Christoph Waltz. Oh my God. Oh, yes. God bless. Yes. Right? Yes. And it's perfect. like perfect. Immediately was in my mind. I was oh. like, short little like European doctor. <laughs> oh, yeah, it has an accent. For exactly. Sure. <clears throat> yes, I chose Christoph Waltz because if you guys have ever seen Alita, I have not. He's, yes. It's it's almost like the exact. No, like character. I have a whole paragraph about Alita. Yay! <laughs> so we'll get there. Pippin, if you have not seen Alita, you would absolutely love it. I know. It's I literally based off a manga. And being so like, good. this is Cinder? just like a Japanese version of Cinder. Like, it's just the yeah. same thing. So, it's on my yeah. list of things to see. I think I moved when it came out, so I was like, forgot to watch everything. For sure. <laughs> it's also beautiful. Yes, but he's in it, so and he kind of plays like a mechanic ooh. who works on Alita, and it's nice. Ooh, 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 it's so good. Fuck, I need to rewatch that movie. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's, uh, he would it. be perfect. The character is very, very similar to me, anyways, between Dr. Erland and the character he plays mm-hmm. in Alita. So automatically, I was like, Christoph Waltz. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then I just absolutely love him. So true. He's a okay. wonderful human. Do, do, do. So we did most of the casting. It's going to be a lot of summary. That's of do, do, do. So Dr. Erland, Erland, whatever. He is frustrated because none of the cyborgs that are coming in are fitting his secret criteria of being a young female with a high percentage of cyborg interfaces uh his assistant is suspicious of this and he gives off like mad scientist vibes he also admits to himself that he's been experiencing hallucinations and that they are getting progressively worse over time cinder is then brought into the room and he proceeds with his testing cinder then awakes from a nightmare where she is being burned alive a frequent one of hers. Hmm. She sees, hmm, fire, you say, man flesh, you say. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she sees that. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. I was trying so hard not to say it. I see you like I, I, face. I, I avoided it before, and then it was brought up again, so I had to say. It. <laughs> so she is brought. Uh, she sees that she is being poked by a medbot. And here's Dr. Erland's voice over the speakers. The robot says that she is 36% cyborg. And Dr. Erland explains that she will be injected with the ledomosis virus of sorts. Mm-hmm. Is it virus or plague? Is there even a difference with that? No. Yeah. Okay. She's plague. injected with it. <laughs> the plague and after is her like body. The, mm-hmm. How far it's spread. And then oh. yeah. it, it itself is a virus, but the plague is like. To show how I was gonna far. say, yeah. I think you only get deemed plague, plague depending on how much damage you do. Yeah, but if it's just like, a virus, I, I think an epidemic Science. is like within a smaller area. But if it's a a pan- pandemic, it's like huge. It's like a yeah. giant area. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Interesting. That's my guess. Okay, so she is injected with the virus, plague, whatever it is. After her body fails to fight it, they will then administer the latest antibody and cinder notes that all the experiments have failed in the past so she is probably about to die and she lies there helplessly as she in- is injected with the plague mm-hmm. uh and his assistants are observing a hologram of cinder as she lies in another room they notice that there's a small chip of sorts that is welded to the top of her spine that shouldn't be there as they debate what it could be, Dr. Erlin notices how her body is fighting against the virus and winning, even though they haven't given her the antibodies yet. Yes. 
Cinder is brought to another exam room where her restraints are undone. Erlen enters the room. Cinder had it in her mind to attack him, like immediately when she sees him. But upon him entering, she notices that, ah, he's just a sad old man and she doesn't attack him. I think she was going to jump him with a wrench. Yeah, or something. Yeah, because yeah, they hadn't like, had had Yeah, which oh. I forgot. Yeah, she hadn't like fully been like searched, so she was yeah. like, "Ah, my spare tools." <laughs> Clobber him in the head. Yeah. So, <clears throat> oh, so he enters the room. She notices he's not wearing a mask, which is weird because she has the virus. However, when he enters, her lie detector immediately starts going off, even though he's not speaking. Erlen tells her how. He believes that she is immune to the plague and would like to run further research on her. He suggests that there might be some something in her DNA that developed an immunity over time, and he asks her if she can recall anything from her childhood that might be connected to this theory. She tells him how her adoptive father brought her over from Europe, and he contracted the ledumosis not long after. She says she has no memory from before the hover accident, so she doesn't know anything else from her childhood. Cinder agrees to do further testing, only if Peony is one of the first to receive the antidote. Hmm. Erlen also promises to pay her and keep the money in a separate account so that Audrey will not have access to it. Da, da, da. We are brought into the perspective of Prince Kai himself in the oh, palace. No. Kai is watching over his father mm-hmm. as he is in the final stages of the plague. Khan Torin? Mm-hmm. Hey, his assistant states that I pictured him. He's basically Cinderella, the guy with the monocle, yeah. but more reserved. His more assistant, tosh. yeah, his assistant states that his father has days left, and that Kai needs to prepare himself for when he becomes emperor. Khan Torin is described as a sixty-ish year old man with gray black hair, and that's the description we're given. <laughs> Excellent. So, Jane, who did you cast? There was only one person in my head for this, and that person was Dorts Decay. Oh. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, I'm dying. Okay. I love him. Let me know when you're done. What? Why? Who did you cast? Did oh you do God. the same thing? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> I did Justin Cho. Oh, my God. Who plays God. the younger version of him in Star Trek. No. Oh, my God. <gasps> Yeah. That's too perfect. But I That's imagine amazing. they would kind of age him up a little bit. Yeah, just yeah. a little bit. So but basically, yeah. like, if they just a mesh, a merging a fusion. of them, like an averaging out of those two, and then it's perfect. We freaking almost casted the same person. We basically. I mean, in another world, you did. Yeah. <laughs> Justin Cho. Excellent. Sci-fi crossover playing the same character again. Okay. Right. Amazing. <laughs> Who'd you do? I so I chose... It. Ken Watanabe. He's from um, Inception. <gasps> Wait, oh, isn't he um, yes. Thousand Eyes from... I love him. From, no. Uh, no, it's not Thousand no. Eyes? Yeah, he totally has, like, I see all vibes. Right? He does. <laughs> I he just imagine, like, a grumpy old Asian head. man sitting in the back. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, everything's happening. Oh, just man. being like, I oh, yeah. don't get paid enough for this. Like, Zazu mm-hmm. vibes. Zazu. <laughs> One Zazu. <laughs> It's just like angry God. Asian Zazu vibes. Just like Yay. eternally frustrated. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Okay. I love it. Mm-hmm. Kai thinks of how just a week ago his father was healthy and of how he is not ready to lose him and rule in his place. 
Kai mentions how he is going to see Dr. Erlen to hear any progress. And as he leaves, he bumps into Sybil Mira, who we're going to cast later in a different yeah, book. She plays a bigger part later. She is the head assistant to Queen Lavana. Kai keeps his eyes off of her as she is able to forcibly enter the minds of those who look at her with her lunar powers. Sybil asks Kai if he has given any thought to Queen Lavana's demands and reminds him that they had been in communication with his father before he contracted the disease. Hmm. Kai excuses himself along with Torin. Torin reminds Kai that he will eventually have to address the tension between the Commonwealth and the Lunar Colony when he becomes emperor. He suggests a treaty of sorts, but Kai notes that Queen Lavana would never sign it and would rather have those on Earth be her slaves. Kai then goes on to theorize about the survival of Princess Selene. We love a conspiracy theorist. Right. And <laughs> says how she would still be alive, or she should be, ugh, if she, she should was. still be alive since no body was ever found in the fire. Yeah. And Torin tells him that if Lavana knew of his theory, she would use it to wage war against them. I mean, you could literally just, like, sneeze and Lavana would find a way to wage war against you. But, <laughs> yeah, literally. You know. <laughs> True. Angry she, woman. She is a female oh, Donald J. Trump. Hi. We are... <laughs> <laughs> this is hitting home, this story. <laughs> okay. He's not a president anymore. It's fine. So... We are next back in Cinder's perspective, where she is discussing her cyborgness with Erland. She mentions that she has no tear ducts and isn't even able to blush because she can't, like her body doesn't produce heat. Yeah. And she tells, or he tells her of the small chip that he found at the top of her spine, and she admits that she had no idea that it was there. Cinder asks if she could have been contagious before. Because she's worried that she brought it over to infect Peony. And Erlen reassures her that, no, it's impossible. You're immune. You don't carry the virus at all. Yeah. He mentions that he has a few theories of how she is immune, but wants to affirm his suspicions before he tells her. Erlen says he wants to try something, and he puts his fingers at the base of her neck, where the microchip is located at the top of her spine, and tells her to say something if she feels anything unusual. Cinder thinks that any human contact feels unusual. Like, I mean, same. And <laughs> then she is enveloped with a tremendous amount of pain that is shooting through her spine, and she crumbles to the floor. She awakes to see Erland and Kai at her side. Oh, Kai. Kai has his hand on her forehead, and she feels feverish, which Cinder notes should be impossible because she can't overheat or produce like, heat at all. Kai helps her into a sitting position, and Cinder is losing her mind, knowing that he's, like, so close to her. He has his arm around her. Just John John Cook. <laughs> Sorry. Like uh, just imagine. Death. Yeah. <laughs> Internal. So, uh, so Erlen tells Kai that she is at the castle to fix one of his medroids, and he gave her a chiropractic adjustment. Kai? Oh, my God. Stop. <laughs> adjustment since Amazing. she was having spine pain cinder is <laughs> mega confused as to why erland is lying on her behalf mm -hmm. kai notices the hologram of a cyborg body but he doesn't realize that it's cinder Dumb. cinder notices that he has a or he seems repulsed by the image he has a reaction of sorts to it and cinder makes to leave as kai proceeds to flirt with her yet again and says that he was glad to bump into her. 
Cinder makes her way back to her apartment where she is determined to retrieve Aiko and wait until she has saved up enough money from the research so that she can run away. She tells Audrey that the researchers didn't want her, so they sent her away. Audrey tells her that she is useless to them. Cinder fires back that she is the only reason they survived this long because mm-hmm. she's the one that brings in the money. Cinder heads to her booth with Aiko in tow. Cinder tells her about the money, how blah, 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 they plan to run away. But Aiko's like, no, use the money to go to the ball. What are you talking about? I love Aiko. And, <laughs> like, realistically, we need to fucking leave, so. Right. She's like, but imagine the dress you could get with the money. Yeah. Aiko. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then we are put back into Kai's perspective as he is rushing to his father's bedside, only to discover that he has passed away. Mm. Kai is distraught and fears that he isn't going to be good enough to be emperor since he is so young and inexperienced. Yeah. Torin reassures him and says that they need to do a press conference Im- immediately so that the Commonwealth can all mourn together. And then all of the slutton, the calm, I'm just like in my vocabulary now. The calm request appears on their net screen from Queen Lavana, which Kai accepts immediately, like right after this guy fucking dies. And she's just like, hey. Right. So I do she, love how even Kai picks up on that. He's like, yeah. that's a little sus. Like, what the fuck? Like, how like, the hell how? did she even know? He just died. Like, like what it literally just happened. How the hell did she know? <laughs> yeah. So they basically know that she has spies or something watching them. Little birds. Yes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Ugh, slimy. So Queen Lavana appears draped in a veil and offers her condolences to Kai and wishes that they are able to work together in the future after he mourns his father. Mm. And she would like to offer sympathy and congratulations on his new emperorship, emperorship? in person. In the book, she says, in the flesh. And I'm like, ew. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so creepy. Ugh. So, I just imagine she's like a vampire, like the way she yeah. had, like talks and stuff. It's just in so weird, flesh. like in the flesh. And it's like, yeah. and like everyone knows that she wants to marry Kai. So Kai's probably like, oh my god, like, right? like not my flesh. No, 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 thank you. Fuck off. <laughs> Kai is furious at her request, rightly so. But Torin says that he should accept her offer to maintain peace, and that they should remove or begin the process of removing all mirrors in preparation for the lunar's arrival. Cinder receives news that Peony has entered the third stage of Lenomosis, so she decides to visit her in the plague quarantine. Cinder notices a horrible smell of rotting flesh as she makes her way. God, flesh. It just keeps popping up. So fleshy. (laughs) (laughs) As she makes her way through the quarantine to see her sister. When she reaches Peony, she is surprised to see her, and Cinder explains to her, about her immunity and the government is trying to find a cure. Peony tells her that she is scared of dying and that she wishes she was able to go to the ball so that Cinder could introduce her to the prince and she could dance with him. <laughs> Ugh. Cinder promises to bring Cinder her port screen so that she communicate with her mother and sister. As Cinder is leaving, she is stopped by Chang Sasha, who is the lady that was taken away in the market. The like, non-masker. The anti-masker. There you go. I can call her this because she was rude as hell to Cinder. She was. She was being so, yeah, discriminating against her. Being a cyborg. She asked Cinder to bring her her son to her, Ching Sasha, the girl, and she dies right in front of Cinder. It's kind of eerie the way it happens. (laughs) Yeah, bring me my son, and it just dies. She's like, (gasps) kaput. It's like, aye. So Cinder witnesses as a med bot rolls in, cuts out her ID chip from her wrist, and then just tosses it in a tray full of a dozen others. Cinder returns back to the palace and is met by Kai. 
As she is speaking with him, she realizes that the Emperor has died. He explains that Queen Lavanna's arrival is almost worse compared to the passing of his father, especially so soon after. He urges Cinder to hurry and fix his droid because it has valuable information saved onto it. She tells him that he can call her Cinder since he's been preferring her to Lin May this entire time, which yeah. is like her family proper name. And he tells her to call him Kai instead of Your Highness. So cute. <laughs> As they arrive at Erlen's office, Cinder promises Kai that she will fix the droid ASAP. Kai tells Erlen that he has brought him the pretty mechanic and kisses Cinder on the wrist. He leaves only to immediately come back and ask Cinder to go to the ball Aww. with him. <laughs> Just like the, it's adorable because the door shuts and then immediately opens. <laughs> And Erlen is like gracious, like oh my god! <laughs> I love so imagine her when sitting there being like, "I ship it so much." It, yeah. He is so, all no, of he us. he literally that yeah. I have a bolded here. He ships them. Yes, it's adorable. Full on ships them. I mean, why else would he be like? Yeah, she's a normal girl, <laughs> not a cyborg. Definitely not. So um, Cinder basically short circuits and admits that she is not attending the ball. Kai is bummed that she refused his offer, but makes it. Like, makes it looks like he's shrugging Nonchalant. it off. Like, it's yeah. not. He's like, oh, he's like yeah, right. okay. I was. Case or else or else. I didn't plan going either, even though I'm the prince. <laughs> right. It's fine. Like, <laughs> right. Cry. She's like, it's fine. Whatever. It's cool. It's cool. I'm uh, cool. As Cinder stands there feeling awful after he leaves, Erlen comments that it is a shame that she cannot blush. He ships them. Uh, oh, it's so, so <laughs> Cinder tells Erlen that she went to see Peony and mentions the ID chips. He tells her that ID chips are often sold on the black market to lunars who wish to live here illegally on Earth. Foreshadow. He also explains to her how lunars are fearful of mirrors because they show their true selves and their powers. Since their powers allow them to create glamours, glamours of sorts, the mirrors show the true nature of them. Yeah. And cameras, too. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ah. Makes sense. Yeah. Just also reminds me of vampires. Saying, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, an effect with up. mirrors and photographs. <laughs> <laughs> so Cinder tells him about Queen Lavana arriving soon, and Erland immediately freaks out and tells Cinder that she needs to leave the palace immediately until Lavana is gone. When Cinder says nope, he reveals that upon examining her DNA, he has confirmed that she is in fact lunar. More specifically, a shell, which is a lunar without any magical ability. He tells her that Lavana kills lunars who are born as shells because they are immune to lunar powers. Cinder notes that Erland is lying to her, but is unsure of which part that he said is a lie. He goes on to say how lunars brought the plague with them to Earth, but are immune themselves. He also says that Lavana will recognize Cinder as soon as she sees her and immediately kill her. Queen Lavana arrives at the palace kai is shitting himself torin gives no shits kai notes <laughs> that the glamour on lavana makes her look perfect and but like also unnatural lavana with her glamour she has long curly auburn hair onyx eyes and extremely extremely red lips well, I mean, you put this into my head, Bridget. It's your <laughs> I Megan Fox like literally nobody else hey. so i'm yeah i i tried to find somebody else because this technically was your idea but i genuinely didn't so can't it's get over it Could she's scary over. beautiful she is insanely beautiful yeah she's one of those types of pretty that you're just like 
how are you two? <laughs> Where did you come from? Yeah. I did not cast her though, even though <gasps> oh, nice. that's how I imagined her. I picked Gal Gadot. <gasps> Wonder Woman. Yes. Look at the picture I set. Oh, look at that. Look at those red lips. No, oh, red lips. That's, <gasps> but yeah, red lips. <laughs> Excellent. Gal Gadot. I love her. I just, yes, I imagine her in the veil, creepy ambiance. Yes. Interesting. I love it. I went a little bit older. Oh. I went Angelina Jolie. Hey. Yes. <laughs> All of them queens. Just like scary beautiful. I was no, just we like. all picked mm. very like shockingly beautiful right. women we also picked like women who are like known for their beauty they're yes. just like oh look <laughs> yes and i tried to pick someone that looked like i mean spoiler related to cinder right <laughs> yes oh, yeah. mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay upon observing queen lavana kai feels a overwhelming sense of love for her but quickly subdues it as he knows it is her power trying to overtake him Lavana leaves with Sybil to her chamber, and Torin notes how Kai was able to resist her well, but it's going to get harder. Cinder is working on Kai's droid, thinking about her new secret identity. Oh, girl, just wait. You think that's bad? (laughs) It's going to get worse. (laughs) So, Aiko comes in dressed up in pearls and lipstick. I imagine the droids is kind of like a fancier droid from star wars so Aww. i was just imagining like r2d2 wearing lipstick and pearls. oh i always imagined her mm-hmm. as like eve from wally and eve oh my god yeah yeah that's better mm. i mean either way yeah. yours are more like realistic <laughs> one's just like a little yeah dance and dance. <laughs> dance, dance so she wheels in wearing pearls and lipstick bless her bless her soul oh as cinder works to find the chip Oh, as Cinder is working, she finds a chip inside of Nancy that seems out of place. She realizes that it is a direct communications chip. A decom, if you will. A decom. (laughs) That is never used on droids of this type. She removes the chip, inserts it into her netlink, and sees that it is trying to communicate with an unknown source. Suddenly, Nancy turns on. And begins to rattle off info about the missing Princess Selene, who was taken from Luna following her death by a doctor named Logan Turner. Or Tanner? Tanner. Tanner. Uh, He dies by suicide just after giving Selene to another caregiver. Nancy stops immediately once she realizes that she is not in the palace. Cinder explains to her that where she is and promises to return her to Kai as soon as she can. (laughs) I just... Such help me Obi Wan Kenobi vibes. Honestly, all these you're my only hope. Except Princess Leia is Kai. Aww. <laughs> so she's trying Luke? to infiltrate. Well, Han, Luke Han, Han. Han. <laughs> okay. But Cinder. I mean, but Luke was a mechanic. Just combine them, and they're not related. Exactly. <laughs> Han Luke. Han Luke. <laughs> she's both. Oh, but Han would be spoilers. Oh. Han would be Thorn. Oh, that's a okay. uh, yeah. He even has a ship. Ooh, I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. True. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, tangent. Uh, I mean, sci-fi. It's gonna happen. Right. Uh, True. Cinder returns to the palace against Erlen's warnings. She does not listen to anybody. Of course not. He should know this by now. She comes across a protest that is happening against Lavana. Yeah, against Lavana's arrival to the palace. The guards refuse to allow Cinder entry, but do permit Nancy to pass through. Nancy tells Cinder that she will return soon with Kai. The protest quiets as Cinder sees Lavana come out onto the balcony. 
Her glamour has subdued the crowd, and Cinder momentarily finds herself in awe of her, but her lie detector immediately goes off, and Lavana notices Cinder kind of stumble out of her power, and Cinder notices an intense hatred appear on her face. <laughs> oh, and then her retina display begins to malfunction because Lavanda's like pushing her power mm-hmm. onto her intensely. Lavanda storms off in a rage. Cinder notices how she wasn't immediately immune to her glamour, which means she's not a shell. She's like, what the? That's a lie. While in a meeting, Lavanda goes off on Kai, saying that she saw a lunar in the crowd outside the Ooh. castle. I can just picture <laughs> this moment so perfectly in a movie. Like, we're in, mm-hmm. like, her, like, uh, Cinder's perspective, and then, in, like, she bumps into yeah. someone, looks up, and then all of a sudden it's just, like, Lavana rushing back into the room being yes. like, you have lunars here! Lunars! <laughs> 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 it's a cop. No, this whole thing is so, like, cinematic. There's so right? many moments. Oh, especially the end. Okay, so good. Okay. Oh, my God. Uh, yes. So... Mm-hmm. Lavana goes off on Kai, saying that he is harboring lunars, as she notices one in the crowd outside the castle, which means that he is in violation of their interplanetary agreement. I just love how he's like, I would know if there are lunars in my city. <laughs> like, and you're oh, just like, Kai. Oh, Kai. Oh. <laughs> Boy, you got a crush on one. <laughs> right? So Torin says that they will immediately dispatch a search party for the lunar after Lavana calms down, deep cleansing breaths. You can do it, Queen. Count to ten. I, I mean, okay. but also- after she calms down, <laughs> she gives Kai a gift, saying that it is the cure for Ledumosis, and apologizes that she was too late to save his father. Of course. But okay, also stop. requests compensation for the gift. <clears throat> Kai is immediately sus and also furious, and he's about to go off on her when Nancy wheels in, mm-hmm. or hovers in, whatever the droids do. Uh, Kai leaves the room with Nancy, where she tells him that all of the info that they gathered is still intact and that Cinder is waiting outside the palace gate for him. Kai hopes that Cinder has changed her mind about the ball and runs off to her. Mm-hmm. Eh, no. <laughs> <laughs> nah. He literally asked her like 10 times. I know, and each time she's like, absolutely not. <laughs> and he's like, but I mean, I'll ask you tomorrow. It's going to be like, I am the middle prince. of winter, but will you go to the ball? <laughs> <laughs> the fourth book. Okay, so Cinder is allowed into the palace. She walks with Kai as he makes his way to see Erland. Cinder explains to him how she fixed Nancy by removing the decom chip in her system. Kai is confused as he never installed the chip inside of her. Cinder admits to him that she learned what info was on Nancy, like what she was preserving, about Princess Celine. And she says someone probably installed the chip to hack their info. She describes the look of the chip, and Kai says it looks lunar design, as many things do in this fucking palace. Like, ooh, lunar. Mm-hmm. While they are in the elevator, <laughs> Kai... <laughs> There's only one bed. Only the one elevator, elevator doors won't open. <laughs> so <laughs> Kai, like, stops the elevator. Uh, while they're in here, he asks her to go to the ball with him yet again, and she refuses. She mentions uh, Peony as an excuse to not go, as it wouldn't feel right to go without her. Oh. Kai apologizes, and Cinder asks him that if Peony survives the plague, would he please dance with her at the ball? And he says yes. Yes, he does. He agrees. Jung Jung Cook would. Oh. And tells <laughs> that Cinder that she is very easy to talk to, and begins to tell her how he thinks he is going to ruin everything. Cinder assures him 
uh, or reassures him, and Kai steps up to her like he might kiss her. But instead, he puts his mouth to her ear and asks that if there was a cure out there, but attaining it would ruin her life, what would she do? And she says she isn't, that there isn't much of a choice when it comes to saving millions. So that's her answer. Yeah. And he's like, ah, you right. You yeah. right. <laughs> I don't like So Kai right. then leans in to kiss her <laughs> when all of a sudden, all of a sudden, pain erupts oh. throughout Cinder's spine again. Like, okay, lunar power, Just lunar a, power a, cock block. A, of all the times. So as Cinder recovers from the pain, Kai is taken aback by something. Cinder's like, what the hell? And he's like, oh, I was seeing things. Like, ignore me. Foreshadow. <laughs> so Kai walks Cinder down to Dr. Erlen's office and tells him to fix her immediately, whatever's causing her pain, spare no expense, save my wife. Cinder, <laughs> Cinder repeatedly assures to him that she is fine. Kai gives Erlen the antidote and tells him to replicate him and leaves as he is being summoned by the world leaders they're having a meeting also can i just point out the fact that erland um makes it a point to tell her that her reproductive system is still intact yes. oh my god yeah <laughs> he's like that's pretty cool i like how they did that oh and she's god. like all oh, right like i don't want to talk Jesus. about it yeah but he's just like but i mean i think you could still have kids if you want and it's just like <laughs> an heir an heir to the throne <laughs> you may say oh god I just literally <laughs> had to like slip that in. He's just like, by the way, dear God, your organs are still intact. <sighs> so, Erland is furious at Cinder for returning to the palace, mm. and Cinder tells him that it is too late since Lavana already saw her, as she's literally walking up. Oh my God! Ugh. You do realize mm-hmm. that this makes Erland Obi Wan Kenobi. Who the <gasps> fuck did you cast? You were the great girl, Obi Wan <laughs> Kenobi. <laughs> It's fate. Hey, 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 <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. It's perfect. Uh, Full circle. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> There's no other okay. person to cast. Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Nancy. <laughs> okay. <sighs> Sorry. Breath. No, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so she says Lavana already saw her. She confronts Erland about the truth of her being a lunar shell since that theory was obviously bullshit. He explains to her that her stepfather, Garen, designed android systems and developed a security system that made humans immune to the lunar magic. And in a lunar, it would make them incapable of using their magic. Mm-hmm. However, Garen needed to test this on subjects. So he obtained slash adopted Cinder. Erland explains that by using the prototype on her, Garen saved her from being discovered since being caught using her abilities would mean death. And if she subdued her abilities by sheer will, she would have slowly lost her mind. Mm-hmm. Cinder notices that he uses the word we when describing lunars <laughs> and realizes that Dr. Erland is a lunar as well. He admits to using his powers on her to make him seem weak and old when they first met so that she would not attack him. <laughs> but he states that he's never abused his power over others. And because... Because because he refuses to use his power, his mind is slowly given out. (laughs) He's like, okay, I don't use it on people, but you were attacking me, or you were going to, so yeah, yeah, I used it. I'm sure he felt like her bioelectricity and was like, like, oh, wait, 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 wait. (laughs) She got a wrench. (laughs) He's like, I'm just a weak old man. Please don't. So he's slowly losing his mind. 
Uh, he explains, yes. Uh, he explains that he left Luna after Lavana killed his daughter because she was a shell. So Erlen tells her that he disabled her chip when he first touched her neck, like he used his bioelectrical lunar powers to disable it. So her powers are slowly awakening. He says that he is also immune to the plague, and she asks, like, why the fuck didn't you use your own blood for the antidote then? And he says, well, there's something special about you that I was waiting for. Mm -hmm. Just then, Cinder learns that Peony has entered the final stages of Lenomosis. Erlen gives her the antidote, or part of it, and tells Cinder to go save her sister. Which I thought was so cute. Yeah. And he was like, he has this, and he knows what he should be doing with Mm -hmm. it, but yet he's still like, a deal's a deal, like, go, go save her. Go. And she's off. So Kai is attending the world leaders meeting, where they are skeptical of Lavana being on Earth, but hopeful in the prospect that she wants to marry Kai. Uh, Kai tells them, like, I'm not going to be married off, like, what the fuck? (laughs) And uh, also, she brought them the antidote, which is highly suspect, and if it is viable... He's going to do what he must for his country. Yes. One of the leaders tells them of photos that they obtained from Luna slash the moon, uh, showing an army of men crossbred with beast forms. Who look like And they're forming, so it seems like she's ready for something. Yep. I know. They're literally just, like, standing in blockades of just, like, hundreds of them. I have such a clear image in my mind of it, too. Me too. So, Cinder... Races to the quarantine to find her sister, as Cinder, oh, Cinder does find her, as she urges Peony to drink from the vial. Peony dies in her arms. God. Cinder lays her body down and tells her that Kai was going to dance with her at the ball. Cinder feels pain, begin to shoot up her spine, but notices that it is not as intense as the last time. A medbot comes in to remove Peony's ID chip. Cinder destroys it and cuts out Peony's ID chip herself. As she leaves, she sees Sasha's son in the quarantine, but she gives him the antidote, and she runs outside. Notices, oh, then she notices a police hover is following her, and she finds out that Audrey has reported her as a runaway. Uh, at the palace, Kai is in discussions with Lavana over the upcoming festival. Lavana says that the festival is to celebrate the moon cycle, while Kai is like, nah, it's here to celebrate the end of the Fourth World War. Lavana says that the war was a blessing, and Kai's like, uh, it erased... Hundreds of civilizations killed mil- millions. Mm-hmm. Uh, dinner is served. Lavana sees a mirror in her plate and begins screaming. Sybil mm. or Sybil, Sybil and Lavana threaten to kill the serving woman, and Torn interjects, saying that they will abide by the rules of the Commonwealth and not just kill random citizens whenever they feel like it. Thank God. Sybil mentally forces the woman to lift a knife on herself. Kai speaks out and says that it was he who put the mirror in the plate. Oh, Kai. Lavana knows that he's lying, but forgives him and excuses herself. Or when she is gone, Kai sees that the mirror is of lunar make and realizes it was all a test. She was fucking with him. Yeah, it's got like that opalescent yeah. iridescence to it. Moon dust. Shiny. <laughs> Cinder arrives home and finds Audrey furious at her. Audrey says that she knows she's been using the money on herself, like such on her new foot. She says that Cinder is the one who should have died, not Peony. She forbids Cinder from leaving the apartment or her booth because she's still got to make them money. And she takes her new cyborg foot from her. Cinder later finds a dissembled Ico, uh, but she sees that her personality chip is intact, so she mm-hmm. takes that. Thank God. Oh, gosh, my heart was like, Ico. Right. Oy. Okay. 
Because isn't the way she says it too? She's like, "Oh, I left you something in your yeah. room," and like Cinder immediately is like, <gasps> and like runs in and like finds like the pearls and stuff. I almost have been so scared too. Right? Imagine. Aww. Aww. So, while the festival begins, Cinder plans to escape while Pearl and Audrey are away at the ball. She is surprised when Kai shows up, as he does, and he asks her, "Why are you ignoring my comms?" <laughs> uh, <laughs> Why are you ghosting me? Oh. He encourages her to go to the ball with him again. Nice. And she says, no. And then he's like, want to go to lunch then? She's like, no. But also she's sitting there without a foot. Yeah. So she's like, I can't fucking stand up. Like, okay. I remember that part. I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. She has like under the table. Oh, my God. Anxiety. Right. He tells her that he has made a decision about the affairs going on with the moon. And that an announcement is going to happen later after the ball. But he resolved that if he was able to convince Cinder to go to the ball with him, then maybe he didn't have to go through with it. Like, okay, that's an ultimatum. Like, just because right. she... Right. Either go to the ball with me or I have to marry this woman. Yeah. Like, he's <laughs> being so vague about it, but Cinder's like, so... Right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, he also mentions, slips it in there, that Lavana doesn't care if he has feelings for someone else. Cinder mm-hmm. asks, mm-hmm. how about... Like, just to change the subject, she's like, what about Princess Celine? That info, what's going on there? Uh, he says it's too late, too many people are dying. He says that the antidote can't be duplicated and that Luna has a key ingredient that they, they don't have access to. So it's like, you have to... Yeah, yeah. right. Isn't that nice? He's backed into the corner. Just as Cinder accepts the gift from Kai, he's like trying to slide this box over to her, like, just take the gift. <laughs> You're not going to the ball with me, but take it. Right. So uh, Kai tells her to remember him, and they're both kind of realizing this is probably the last time they're going right. to be with each other. I hate it. Uh, things get a little intense, but who pops in but Pearl? Mm. That bitch. And so Pearl arrives and immediately starts bossing Cinder around. Uh. Kai defends her, and Pearl like whisks around to d- retort back to him, but then she realizes that it's Prince Ooh, Kai. It oh, favorite oh, part. Gosh. Favorite part. Oy. I was like, that's right. <laughs> Because now, like, she can't act like a, like a goody two-shoes yeah. in front of him because he's like, I've seen your true colors. Love it. Yes. <laughs> so Kai tells Cinder that his offer still stands, and he leaves. Pearl takes the gift from the table, rips it open to see a pair of gloves because so Cinder's always gloves. wearing gloves to cover her cyborg hand. Pearl realizes that the prince doesn't know about Cinder being a cyborg and storms out, throwing the gloves on the floor. Hmm. Cinder retrieves them, only to see that they are stained with grease. Cinder returns to the apartment, or Pearl tells her that she plans to tell Kai everything at the ball. Cinder is told to go wash the hover, and as she does so, she's watching the coronation through her calm, like in her robo-eyes. And with that, Kai becomes emperor. Cinder goes back to the empty apartment to gather her things, and she finds her old foot. The small little, little foot from when she was like a kid. Little foot. Little foot. Which is much too small, but it is better than nothing. Uh, she begins to cut out her own ID chip, but she is interrupted by a comm coming through the old net screen that she used to read Nancy's chip. An image of a young girl about Cinder's age appears. She has golden blonde hair, which is extremely long, severely tangled, and she has sky blue eyes. She explains that she is the stepdaughter of Sybil, and she was forced to hack into the Commonwealth Network to spy on Emperor Riken over the past few months. And she is the one who created the chip that Sybil implanted into Nancy. She frantically, like, oh my god, she's a hot mess. I know. I love her, though. She frantically tells Cinder that she needs to warn Kai and that the Earth is in danger. 
She says that Nancy was picked at random, and they just wanted to spy on the Emperor out of the netlinks, but after the chip was installed on Nancy, they basically learned everything that Kai was investigating about Princess Selene. So they know that she's alive and that Kai wants to reinstate her as a true lunar queen. She says that the queen knows the names of all the doctors who aided in Selene's escape and that she has already sent people to hunt her down. Queen Lavana plans to marry Kai, murder him, following their wedding, and wage war on Earth. Cinder takes a chip in case she needs to contact the girl again. She decides to go to the ball in Peony's dress and the gloves that Kai gifted her. Cinder to the rescue. Looking like Cinder. She's, I just love it because she arrives thinking she's so, like, oh, I'm so greasy, disgusting. Everyone's right. like, dang, like, look at this. <laughs> I also love um, how Kai just like, ah, that's my girl. Yes, like, there yep. she is. Uh, okay, so Cinder. Exactly. <laughs> Cinder arrives at the ball and is allowed in since her name is on the personal guest list of the prince. Yep. Yeah, and <laughs> as her name is announced, the doors open trumpets do, do, like, do. like typical like, cinderella oh, style you're on the list let us announce it. she's like oh wait she's like no wait. and she's all also late so everyone's already there so right. you know cinderella moment exactly cinder knows that pearl has probably already told kai about her being a cyborg and cinder's probably going to be killed by the queen once the queen sees her but she makes her way towards kai anyways only to be blocked by audrey of course audrey begins screaming at her of course <laughs> naturally <laughs> Kai comes to her aid and pulls Cinder to the dance floor. Cue, so this is love. Oh, yes. ouch. So while talking slash dancing, Cinder is surprised to see it's that... It's just funny because, like, if you were to tell them that, they'd both be like, what? No. No, this is love. No, what are you talking about? <laughs> I mean... They'd both be so flustered with their emotions. <laughs> so cute. I love it. Because they both like the other person, but think the other person's like, nah. Right, exactly. Exactly. He's like, he totally thinks that she's indifferent. And she's just like, he's a prince. He can never like me. If you only knew. (laughs) While talking slash dancing, Cinder is surprised to see that. Mm -hmm. There you go. There's the song that any of our Cinders could sing. (laughs) And they could be like on the soundtrack. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Okay. So Cinder notices that Kai is still dancing with her and talking to her even though he knows that she's a cyborg, like she has it in her mind that he knows this already. And he seems to like her anyways. Uh, As they continue talking, she realizes that Kai only knows that Peony has died. Uh, Cinder begins to tell Kai that he can't marry Lavana because she is going to kill him after they're married and then wage war on Earth anyways. As they are about to leave and go to the grounds to talk more and have a romantic moment of sorts, I imagine, (laughs) they are interrupted by Torin, who tells Kai that it is time Oh, God. Time for what? (laughs) So Kai tells Cinder that he has to do what he can to save his people. Desperate to stop him, Cinder rushes to Kai, kisses him, hoping that the queen will not want him if he desires someone else. Upon seeing... She did not give a shit. So upon seeing this, Lavana just laughs and says Kai loves nothing but a shell. Uh, She begins to mock Cinder and tells Kai that she she escaped from Luna and probably stole the identity of one of their citizens. Cinder admits that she is Lunar, but refuses to apologize for it. Kai is visibly shaken by the news, but stands up for Cinder and says that she is still a citizen of the Commonwealth. Lavana tells him that if he truly loves Cinder, then he's going to have to bargain for her. Okay. Lavana bargains that if Kai marries her, she will give Cinder back to him. Mm. Kai refuses, since he is certain that his people are going to become slaves either way. So Lavana loses her ship. Cinder's optics pick up on Lavana's true form behind her glamour. 
Kai or Kai. Cinder speaks out saying that Lavana is actually hideous. She's like, oh, <laughs> you're not beautiful. Just says it matter of factly. At this, Lavana uses her power to force Cinder into taking a guard's gun and placing it against her temple. Cinder fights against the command and fires the gun into the ceiling. Cinder crumbles over, feels her body almost burning from the inside out. As the pain subsides, though, her optics warn her that a foreign substance has entered her body, but she doesn't feel pain anymore. She feels powerful. The heat from her body melts the gloves off of her hands. She rises and faces Lavana, who looks scared and says, Impossible. Q. The Impossible Song from 1997. Oh masterpiece. <laughs> Cinderella, starring Brandy and Whitney Houston. Impossible. Yes. Impossible. I love it. Okay. I haven't seen that so forever. S- I want to watch it. I had to. It's on Disney Plus, or it was. I think it's still there. Cinder stands up, faces Lavana, and fires the gun on her, but a guard jumps in front of her. Cinder drops the gun and runs. She makes it to the stairway leading down to the gates when she feels the bolt snap on her too small foot. She falls down the steps, and as soon as it happens, she looks up, sees Kai and everyone else following her. Kai sees her cyborg parts, like approaches her like she's a wounded animal, sort of, and he picks up her cyborg foot. Cinder looks up to see a camera on them, knowing that they are being broadcasted to everybody. Kai asks her if everything was an illusion, and if it was all a lunar trick in his head. Cinder tells him that she is sorry. She's like, I'm not about to explain this, I'm just gonna... Right. Sorry. (laughs) So Kai looks away and says that Cinder is even more painful to look at than Lavana. <laughs> my heart. It's Poor tears. Dear God. It's like devastatingly beautiful. So Kai stands up and says that Cinder will be taken into custody, but if Lavana attempts to kill her tonight, then he will never agree to an alliance with Luna. And Cinder realizes that Kai is just trying to buy her more time. Yeah, like barter for her life. Yeah. Lavana says that she wants Cinder in her custody and to be tried under a Luna Judas I can't Judicial? Yeah. Yes. Luna Judicial Judicial. It's okay. We get it. To be tried under Luna Law. There you go. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> English. So Kai agrees only if she doesn't wage war on his planet. As Cinder is carried away by guards, she sees that Kai is still holding her cyborg foot and he's like clutching it. Yeah. I do like how like um, the twist on the fairy tale is that the shoe was too small, yeah. and that's why it fell it's off her of foot. her. Yeah, like it's her foot, ah! and it didn't fit perfectly. There's so many clever fucking bits, in, right? Like what, throughout the series when I was reading it, every clever bit, I'm just like, God damn, like put the book down. Genius. And you're just like, oh, I love how she did that. Amazing, it's perfect. <sighs> so hmm. Cinder is placed in his cell. She is replaying the last happy moments that she had with Kai when Ireland enters. He says that he used a bit of his power to entice the guards to bring him to her. <laughs> when he sees her, he explains that she must learn to control her glamour. And she's like, I'm not using it. He's like, girl, fucking control. <laughs> she's like, but I'm not. On. I'm just sitting here. Okay. Poor I just, thing. I want to know what the other people see. Okay. Right. So he confirms that Lavana very much wants to kill her and that Kai is very much confused about everything. Erlen gives Cinder a new hand and foot oh. that had been enhanced with new gadgets. Inspector Gadget. Bucky Barnes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bucky Barnes. Um, he explains that he is leaving to Africa to study the lunars over there, and he wants her to join him. He also mentions that she has to escape somehow because she's Princess Celine. <laughs> <laughs> also, you're a princess. He's like, so, Lavanda's your aunt. 
Right. I know who your parents are. They're dead. Luvanu's is your aunt. Mm. Also, you're Princess Celine. Want to go to Africa? Like, <laughs> <laughs> he just like drops everything okay. on her, and she's just like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> okay, Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> drops all the knowledge. Oh, yeah. I gotta go. Bye. Dear God. <laughs> Literally walks into the cell. These are not the droids you were looking for. Literally, oh my god! I'm <laughs> very <Stop. much> so. <laughs> okay, so Cinder says that he must be lying, even though her lie detector is not going off. <laughs> like Cinder, you're lying to yourself. You know, all these Easter oh. eggs. You know. So he explains that he tracked her to Luna from Earth through her surgeon. He admits that he started the cyborg draft because he knew that she was in New Beijing and he was looking for her. He explains to her that Kai does not know yet, but that he will understand once they explain it all to him. Erlen explains that he also wants to reinstate Cinder as queen. I do like how they added that, like how it was finally explained of why he was looking for such a particular cyborg. Because I remember in the very beginning, like hid the other doctor that was with him like kind of makes like a oh you want young girls huh like that's interesting and he's like yep that's what i want and i was just like oh i don't why why they would ask why and he's just like nah he's just like i need it's a whole thing yeah he like make up a thing thing, and she just like kept i don't know it gave him like creepy vibes and didn't like it so when this was explained i was like aha the moment of clarity everything clicks together it was super creepy at first i was like Right? I was like, I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> so he wants to reinstate Cinder as the queen, but she needs to escape with him first. He notes that if she fails, then Earth will fall to lunar rule and millions of people will die. But he believes in her. <laughs> no pressure, though. <laughs> so he leaves and Cinder notices that the cell door is open. She cuts out her own ID chip and thinks that everyone is going to be looking for her now, but they will be looking for a ghost since Cinder no longer exists. Yeah. that's how it ends all done yay that was exciting whoop whoop god dear god oof castle everybody yes so now we have end of book questions so first one would you guys like this to be made into movies or a tv series tv (sighs) yeah i think before i would have said movie but tv yeah, I, I would say movie. Well, if I'm being completely honest, I would say anime because I think <laughs> this would be so good. Yeah. Like, like just imagine like Psychopaths or like I never saw it, but I've seen like animations of it, like Ghost in a Shell, mm-hmm. like the whole mm-hmm. sci-fi thing, like they've done before, and I feel like animated this would look like super, yes. super cool. Well, but if I like, a, sorry, they already did a graphic novel of it, and so they have character design. Yeah. Right. For them. So yeah. like, I think it'd make a really perfect. cool anime. Especially Ico, Ico, so Ico, cool. right? Ico. Eh, yeah, but if I had to, like, obviously, since we just did like a live casting, I would, I would actually say movies. I think these are built pretty well to be like in a movie without actually like having mm-hmm. to chop a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I don't know. They could make a really good TV show too because it's very like Games of Thronesy. Once the other books pop in, because it's very much like what's happening with Scarlet, what's happening with Cinder, and, like, everything coming together. So, I mean, either way, but... Mm. I think it's interesting because when the boom of adapting YA novels to live action, it was movies. Yeah. Like, that's how it was. Hunger Games, Twilight, right. started the whole thing. But now, everything's going to TV. Well, I think it's like, just because, like, that. the nature of the world. Because yeah. it's, like, you know... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, COVID, obviously, yeah. but, like, the movies, like, aren't really... Everything's going to streaming now. Exactly. Like, more and, people, yeah. like, have Netflix and they... Like, if it came on Netflix, more people are willing to watch it because you can watch it whenever mm-hmm. instead of having to, like, pick a time, go out, go spend 
15 16 dollars on just the movie ticket yeah and then snacks so it's like or you can watch from the comfort of your home so yeah the way of the world yeah Mm -hmm. but either way i think this would make i think these could be really cool movies but i also think if they really wanted to they can make them into tv shows without it being like dragged you know what i mean Mm -hmm. because that would be my only fear of a tv show they would have to do it like minimum 10 episodes yeah because i don't feel like if they try to do like a whole like 20 or something Mm -hmm. it would feel very like yeah dragged it'd be a shorter series i think but i think it could be Mm -hmm. a series i would say like Oh, because there's so many characters, it would be hard to fit it into a movie. But then that's not true, because, like, fucking look at Marvel. Yeah. Like, look yeah. at Marvel. <laughs> right. It's that, how many fucking characters exactly. that Avengers, like, did not feel overcrowded. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's Even true. though, I mean, that would be really cool if they did that. Like, if they really wanted to expand on it, they could give Scarlet, like, her whole movie first and mm-hmm. then tie it into Cinder's. Or, I don't yeah. know, like, how that's they would want to do that. Because, yeah. I mean, it'd be cool. Hmm. <laughs> just adapt it that's what we're fucking saying honestly just bring it to life some way i don't really care how see it <laughs> all right um what was your favorite part of this book probably her getting to the ball right yeah. like, it's, it's happening the whole ball scene <laughs> yeah. The, yeah just i think yeah her being like oh my gosh, a car that uses gas and like fixing it up and then <laughs> right like that part to drive it it's so I just love how she's crashes. like, this thing is so ancient. And it's like, hey, 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 hey. Excuse you. <laughs> right? No. I was like, um, excuse you. Who you call it ancient? Mm-hmm. I also love the elevator scene. Oh, of course. I mean, not because it's, it's not really like steamy. But no, no. But I just love the whole situation because they're riding up. He's like, so you're not going to the ball with me? No, the door's open. Right. She leaves. There's people there. He's like, go to the ball with me. She's like, what the fuck? Right. Brings she's her back like, in. In front of everybody. Stops the elevator. <laughs> yes. I love that uh, moment. Exactly. So Very good. adorable. Pretty much any scene with Kai, I think, is just, like, <laughs> yeah. pure gold. Because it's just so cute. And it's just her constantly being like, I can't get involved with this guy. I'm going to be leaving. And him just being like, just go to the ball with me. <laughs> Freaking adorable. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. Yeah. What was your least favorite part of this book? Uh, oh, Peony's death? death. Honestly. I, I cried both times. so sad. The, it's super sucks. So the first time I read it, and that was, like, hard enough. And then I listen to the audiobook oh. and mm-hmm. that was like extra bad i was like why right, did you decide to do this Such the narrator, narrator for these audiobooks is amazing She's i so absolutely good. love mm-hmm. her she does accents for everybody and it's like ah, it's so good oh my gosh so her her contour and voice is amazing <laughs> <laughs> i love it so much oh. is it british no no, no okay. it's just it's like just very stuffy can, like stuffy yeah, asian like, men meh. oh amazing <laughs> it's adorable yes it's adorable um, i think i just hated every time audrey went off on cinder exactly There's, uh, every time same. she was there she was just like you know going off I on her and just like stop face. blaming everything on her when she's literally the one that brings you guys money without her you'd be right, right. i mean yeah you would yeah. have to have a job i grew up with a stepmother who was not always the nicest to me so mm. those parts i was like <clears throat> triggered <clears throat> uh, <laughs> ow. yeah like not as bad like she never really like, would rip into me like that it, because if she did and my mother ever found out about it there'd be a dead body but um <laughs> it was just more of like the weird manipulation that she would do to her of like yeah. making her feel like she's not good enough to do anything backhanded comments yeah, and, uh, yeah. thinking you're an idiot and you're just like i understand what you're fucking saying exactly yeah. <laughs> and it's just like hmm, well cool cool on you ma'am but yeah those are my least favorite parts um, or every time the word flesh was said, <laughs> my God, <laughs> I want to see you, Prince Kai, flesh. in the flesh. Okay, oh, dear God. <laughs> so creepy. I hate it. Gross. 
All right. Oh, yeah, that's all of... Oh, who is your favorite character in this book, this particular book? Since we're doing a series, it's not overall series, mm-hmm. just in this particular book. I mean, Kai? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be like, all right, let's say it all together. Ready? One, Kai. two, three. Kai. Kai. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah. Right. He's the golden machine. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Oh, man. Yeah. It's just... Ugh. Just every time he was there, I was like, "Yay, Kai!" Or right, we're like in every his time he'd walk in, you'd just be yeah. like, "Oh!" And ugh, the duality. I just yeah. I loved seeing him like struggle. Like I'm now a leader of a whole country, and then yeah. at the same time, just trying to be like a regular teenage boy, just being like, "I really want this girl to go to the dance with me." <laughs> it was really cute. So sweet <laughs> and so sad, but wonderful. He's adorable. He really is. I love him. Okay. All right. Should we? We are start? in agreement. <laughs> As usual. Should we start? Um, Casting? Sorting? No, sorting. Yes. Don your sorting hats, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so for Cinder... <laughs> Gryffindor. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. I was going to say. Who, what other house? What other yeah. house? I feel like there's a lot of Gryffindors in this series. There's so many Gryffindors. Yeah. I mean, she's stubborn, level-headed, <laughs> uh, strong-willed. Mm-hmm. She's a bit awkward and like kind of... Makes it seem like she's tough, but she shows her soft side to special people. Kai, Peony. Right. Yeah. Her relationship with Peony is probably one of my favorite things in this book, for sure. Yeah. I just love it, how Peony's always just like, oh, mom's too hard on you, but you're amazing, and you're my sister. I forgot that Peony died in the first one. Like, I knew that she died, but I was like, oh, Oh. right, she dies pretty quickly. Because I remember her being prominent throughout the series, but she is. Yeah, she she remembers just in memory. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Ouch. Good God. Just not All alive. Right. Kai. Kai. <laughs> Hufflepuff. <laughs> right. There's yeah. Honestly. No way he could be. Yeah. He loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. Warm-hearted. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sassy emperor. Sweet Just <laughs> fairness. Yeah. Hardworking. Puts everyone yes. else before First. himself. Yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, he's willing to marry this. Yeah dictator even though he knows just, he's gonna die afterwards yeah. just to get the answer right just to make sure like, that his people are taken care of okay hufflepuff go right. off <laughs> dear god <laughs> yes hufflepuff yes ah, indeed we get all right who's next uh audrey and pearl are squibs bridget has spoken i will call out all the squibs yes i was gonna say because they I mean, you could be like, oh, Slytherins, but they're not even, like, really good Slytherins. No. Like, just, <laughs> she's just lazy and just, annoying and rude. Yeah. Which is, like, because, I mean, like Slytherins are ambitious themselves. and cunning and, like, resourceful. Yeah. And Audrey is none of those things because she doesn't work. She completely relies on a teenager to mm-hmm. bring all of her money forward. Yeah. It's like she a literal like, child. has no empathy whatsoever. They're literally the Dursleys. So. I was quite literally. You beat me yeah. to it. I was yeah. going to say they're the Dursleys. There's- <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you don't even have enough evil in you to be a Slytherin. Yeah. Harboring. Literally, all they do is harbor the golden one until they're of age to go save the world. Exactly. That's their point. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Peony. Throw them at a lighthouse. Go. Pe- <laughs> Throw them at a lighthouse. <laughs> yes. Uh, Peony. Hufflepuff. Yes. Yep. Duh. No discussion. <laughs> Spot no. one of my people a mile away. <laughs> Literally. Yes, yeah, I mean, just, like, this first instance she has with Cinder is, like, complete Hufflepuff. Mm-hmm. It's so cute. Oh. No, literally, we didn't get more time with her. I love her so much. Honestly, like she, she kind of gets sick like super quickly, and it's just like, wait, what? No, we had one like good scene. You're like, oh my gosh, I love this character. Yeah. Oh shit. Like the junkyard scene is so cute. I was like, oh, this is like so adorable. Like at least Cinder has one ally. Okay, book. Yeah. That's because when she's with 
her family, she doesn't really defend Cinder. Because mm-hmm. probably it's happened so many times she's done it and she gets right. shut down. She's she, the youngest. She knows she's, like, yelling at a wall yeah. at this point. But she's, like, giving Cinder sympathetic looks and then afterwards goes to see her right. to make yeah. sure she's okay. Yeah, so, I wish yeah. she at least stayed Super alive cute. through the ball. Like, yeah. just give her that. <gasps> Can you please. imagine... Just imagine what would have happened if, like, Cinder would have been, like, greeted by Kai and she would have been, like, one second and, like, goes, pulls Peony out of the crowd and just, like, leads him, leads her to Kai and is just, like, please dance with her. And just Peony being, like, oh, my God. But oh, my God. Imagine Peony's ghost just watching everything else happen with, like, popcorn just, like, oh, my God. Yes. Right? Yes. The elevator. Get your man. Get your man. <laughs> just, oh. Oh. Would have been so freaking cute. We are a Peony. On yes. is <laughs> Peony is the fandom. Oh gosh. Okay. She really is. Uh, Con Torin. Con Ravenclaw. Yeah, that's what I, I said. Slytherin. Oh, yeah. I, can I see mean, that. yeah, he could be both. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. intellectual for sure. Right. Like, he seems like he's he knows what's going on at all times. That's true. He's like harboring information. He's very quick on his feet to come with up solutions. Too. Yeah. Honestly, if I'm being completely honest, the entire time I was afraid he was going to betray Kai. No, I literally thought that. Yeah. Like the, the entire time. time. It's just because he was so quick to like not defend the Lunars, but to be yeah. very much like, well, you know, you have to remember she's a queen and we have to treat her like this. And I'd be like, why are you acting like that? Yeah. Like, why? I was so waiting for him to be like, I've been the spy the whole time. <laughs> no, I was waiting for that drop, too. He's definitely the devil's advocate yes. throughout the whole, this whole book. Honestly. Yeah. He's yeah. very oh, diplomatic. Like the entire series. To a fault. Yes. Yeah. Ravenclaw, Slytherin. Slytherclaw. Slytherclaw. Right. Honestly. Dr. Erland? Uh, I mean, I feel like I mean he's if not a Ravenclaw, a Ravenclaw. Hufflepuff. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Raven. Like, yes. Because he he's super, he really super, is super smart, but he's also like a sweet baby angle who shits. Look base. at the picture she put. <laughs> you see it? <laughs> I have a photo. We'll share it on the Instagram. But yes. I found a photo of you and McGregor flipping off. It's somebody, beautiful. probably the yeah. press. But he's smiling as like, he's doing it. If so, that's not Dr. Erlon, I don't know what is. That's him that flipping off Lavana as he pieces out to Africa. Exactly. So, like, he's just bitch, like, I got bitch. your niece. <laughs> right. Fuck you. Save the queen again, bitches. <laughs> Single-handedly. Okay. With a hand. Yeah. And oh, I picked uh, Ravenclaw for him. Yeah. yeah. Either one. I can yeah. see. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely, yeah, definitely brains of the bunch. Yes. Very Obi-Wan to be Ravenclaw. Only thinks with his brain. Right. Most yeah. of that. Has Most little heart bits, but mostly yes. brain. Uh, Queen Lavana, Slytherin. Southern. Yeah. I mean, I just want to put guys. her as a squid, but she's too smart and cunning to. Well, not yeah. only that, she's like literally mentioned as one of the most powerful oh, yeah. Yeah, lunars. So it's like yeah. she quite literally has. She's not bad. magic because Erlon gets mad when we call it magic, <laughs> but you know, you know, she's got the magic in her. Yeah. I mean, if, like, I'm looking at, like, our list of... (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Jane. (laughs) I'm looking at the list of traits and pride in Slytherin is just, like, Lavana. Yeah. I mean, bad trait for Slytherin, but, like, vain vanity. Mm, Right. Mm -hmm. Definitely. definitely. Not saying that they're all like that. No. But it is. I love Slytherin. It can be a trait. I have people think I'm a Slytherin all the time, but I am not. (laughs) No. Definitely not. Yeah, unfortunately, I never get mistaken as anything other than a Hufflepuff. I know. I, Everybody's like, you're a Hufflepuff, right? And I'm like, oh damn it, yes. Yeah. Literally, I hung out with you once. And I was like, she's a Hufflepuff. Yeah. That's one of the things that, I mean, we do it when we meet new people. We try to like oh, yeah, put definitely. them in houses. I do it all the time. Or guess it. But I was literally right. thinking 
Hufflepuff? Yeah. Yeah. Both of you. I will never forget the day I was with, like, a group of my friends and we were talking about it. And I, like, wasn't super (laughs) into Harry Potter at the time. And I was like, I've been told I'm a Hufflepuff. And in unison, everyone in the room was like, (laughs) yes. "Yes." And I I was like, oh, okay, well, that's that's a thing. (laughs) It was hilarious. There was no Uh, ifs, ands, or buts about it. All of my friends agreed. And I was like, whoa. Oh, my God. So Dr. Erland would be a professor, obviously. Yes. Uh, Torin would probably, yeah, he could be. Would he be? (gasps) Wait, would that's, he be spoilery. the herbology professor? I was going to say, who? Yeah. Uh, herbology? Erland would be the herbology professor. Oh. I was going to oh, say, yeah. I'll cut this out later. But... <laughs> I'll cut that out. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> right. Mm, All right. Who's uh... next? No, that was everybody. Oh, that was everybody? Yeah. Oh. All right. That part always goes I just like, than I after thought. we oh, sort everyone, I like to imagine them in Hogwarts, like what, oh. what their role would be, what they'd be doing. Ah. It's fun. Ooh, when Harry brain, Potter is isn't like, there, so they don't have to die. Yeah. <laughs> well, in this case, Cinder is Harry Potter. I was gonna say Cinder is I mean, the chosen valid. one. She is the yeah. chosen one. Hilarious. You're, I, yeah, that's true. Okay. Oh man, we did it. We did it. Um, what's everyone reading right now? Oh, I'm are. still in winter. I'm I'm chugging along, but it's it's a oof. big one. It is a big one, and it, I don't know why it's taking me so long. Cause like I've read thick books before and like have powered through them, but I don't know if it's just because like work's been hectic. So like usually I listen to my audiobook like on the way to and from work, but on the way from I'm just like I can't function right now. Like I have to listen to music. Um, so it's been taking me a little bit longer, but I'm still still reading Winter. I'll also, get there eventually. It's like pretty heavy. It really is. It's rough. It really is. I remember that book. Yeah. got me a lot. I was just like, nope, got to set this down for three days. Can't read it. Honestly. I just got to the part that's very Hunger Gamesy, and I'm like, oof, Lord. I know what part you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah. It's a little heavy. That, and they just keep, like, putting my group together, tearing them apart. Putting them together, tearing them apart. There's one moment over here, and then this is over here. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, oh, they finally reunited. JK, now this one's missing. And I'm like, listen. (laughs) P.S. Okay. What are you guys reading? <laughs> Jane, are you reading anything? Um, well, I was reading Scarlet, and then for some reason, I just, like, couldn't read more, and then I also got sucked into a D&D podcast, so I've been listening oh, to that. Nice. D&D and I mean, that's like a story. <laughs> Honestly. A story. Hmm? It's straight up a story, so you're kind of listening to an audiobook. No, it's... Right? It's, right. Pretty much. Yeah, it's an audiobook, basically. It's wonderful. Yeah. So, everybody... Interesting. It's literally D-N-D-N-D, so... Yes, I recommend it to every human. D&D. <laughs> it's wonderful. It's great. Cool. What about you, Bridget? I am reading One Last Stop Yay! by Casey McQuiston. Yes! It's adorable. Wait, and I don't know this book. It is uh, a lady romance, lady, lady romance, Ooh, set yes. in New York. Uh, this girl is going to school. She's going to university, and she sees another girl on the subway, and is like, oh, my gosh, she's beautiful. I'm in love with her. But she's very awkward and she has new roommates. I describe it as friends meets Doctor Who. Ooh. Because she finds out, I mean, it's literally on the back of the book, that the girl is stuck on the subway and she's from the 70s. So she works at this diner and she sees a picture of the girl like on the diner wall, but she's in old 70s outfit and it's dated. And the chef is like in his teenage years, but now modern day, he's like middle aged. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, and then she, what? yeah. So like, this girl, together. this girl's That's stuck so on the, the subway, and okay, she sees well. her. She knows yeah. her as like subway girl. Yeah, it's from the same author who did Red, White, and Royal mm-hmm. Blue. Gotcha. It's adorable. It's hilarious. 
but I'm like, oh god, this is gonna hurt. Right. It's gonna uh, hurt. It sounds. So yeah, really Doctor beautiful. Who meets Friends. It's literally it her roommates. Kind of like um, your name. How they're like. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Separated from time, through yep. time, whatever. Yeah. Yep. Like, like Lake House. Kind of a big jump on this one. Thirty years. Yeah. No. A, a lot 40. bigger jump. I say we're really into those, like Lake House. Yeah. So I'll let <laughs> yeah. you guys know if it's. I'll message you guys if I'm crying or not. Excellent. So I'm about Good. halfway through. <laughs> also, the food described in this book, Ugh. I want to eat it. <laughs> Let's go to the diner. But I ordered it from Books Are Magic, which is in New York. Ooh. And it's signed by the author. She wrote my name in it. It's like, <gasps> oh, yay, and it's from New York. So, cool. so it makes me happy. How cute. Mm. Ugh, yay. Double awesome. What are we right. watching? Um, What am I watching? <laughs> I am watching the fourth season of Castlevania. Oh. Whew. That's on my Shit's list. Shit's gone wild. I love it. It looks epic. It is. So is. You'll get attached. I imagine I, so. Uh, just kidding. I know who your favorite character is. Eh, okay. Yeah. We do that. <laughs> Wait. Have I met this character? Because I think I've seen only the first two seasons. Yeah. Are they? Okay. I I think it'd be, um. what's her name? Yeah. Sphia? The main girl? Yeah. Sphia? I don't know. I can't remember. Yeah. Oh, the girl? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's yeah. sassy. She kick ass. Very much. All right. I'm there. I, I yes. see it. I support. Yeah, she's mm. way cool. Either she that or Alucard, but I can't. I mean, I don't know because oh. he's broody boy. I think he's Alucard a pretty broody boy. Like Universally favorite. loved. Yeah, he's sweet a sweet boy. boy. I think I've seen pictures of him. Sweet. Jane, what you watching? I'm watching like six different things. <laughs> I'm watching Fairy Tale, <laughs> and I'm watching. Um, uh, I'm rewatching Haikyuu. Because I watched most of it a while ago, and then I forgot where I ended. So I was like, fine, I'm just rewatching it, and it's wonderful, and I'm glad I'm doing it. And then I'm Yay. also watching Grace and Frankie, <laughs> which is insane, and I love it. It depends on, like, things. what time of day I'm watching. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I work, like, mostly nights, and then, but then sometimes I'm like, this is too intense and wonderful for me to, like, fall asleep during. So Honestly. how much time you have yeah, right? before you fall that. asleep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, how many episodes can I fit in? Yeah. Exactly. Because Haikyuu, like, wakes me the fuck up. And I'm like, I'm Honestly. not going to watch this as I'm going to bed. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then I had to stop watching Castlevania because it, it gets very, like, graphic. And it is very, like, horror-esque. So mm. I had to stop watching it I before like I that. went to bed because my dreams were not dreams. Oh, no. They were oh, creepy. I was like, <laughs> not a kill. Oh, I'm like, that's fun. And you're like, <laughs> Well, not like before I sleep because then it's like, comes back to haunt me in my dreams. And I'm just like, no tanks. Mm. How about, no. Yeah, I'm watching yeah. an anime called Banana Fish, and what is ow. that? TikTok has warned me about it sounds, that one. It sounds weird, but Banana Fish is a type of drug in the storyline. Oh, it's based in New York, oh. I think after the like Iraqi War, because characters go to the war. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like drug. What? gang boss people and it's very reminiscent of achilles and patroclus mm, i've heard and they even call like oh he's your achilles heel and i'm like oh what <laughs> kind of yeah. dying so yeah, tiktok that's like one of the, the animes that gets talked about on anime tiktok all the time they're mm-hmm. just like like someone well someone who i follow because he does a lot of like voice acting of um he's not a voice actor but he can imitate the my hero boys a lot so mm-hmm. he does like cute Amazing. little videos of them and he's like did i watch it all in one night i did he's mm-hmm. like do i feel nothing anymore i do <laughs> like he was very oh, distraught no. after watching banana fish so i'm just like oh, the God. action is like 
so well done. But for some reason, because I kind of saw it came out in 2019, mm-hmm. and I remember seeing it like a year ago, like bits of it, and I thought it came out in the 80s because of the style, like how ooh, they're drawn. Ooh, the manga did come out in the 80s, in the 80s oh, around that funny. time. So that style, they kind of stylized it more modern, but keeping the like, vibe oh, of the 80s. Yes, I've. So seen you're watching it like, yeah, like screenshots of this. Okay. But yeah, it's done really well. Nice. The music's really cool. Uh, don't get attached to people. Yeah. <laughs> like, we just lost a key character. And I'm like, ow, this is halfway through the fucking... Yeah, it's just one season. So I'm halfway through. Ooh, that's I know it's not going to end happy, but I, I don't know how it ends. But I know yeah. I'll cry. Because I know it's like you get to the end and everyone's like, oh, this isn't that bad. And the last 10 minutes just kind of rip your heart out. Yeah. So I'm like, great. That's, that's what I'll, I've heard. I'll prep myself. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The guy who did the video, he's like, should I have paced myself and took maybe like a whole week instead of 24 hours? He's like, yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, God. So um, it's on I'll my list you. of like to watch. but <laughs> I'll let you guys know. It's on Amazon Prime. So. Oh, nice. I just saw it. I was like, might as well. Yeah. Why do I hurt myself? Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'm watching. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, so, yeah. Next week. it. Yeah. Next week we'll do Scarlet, who I'm so excited yeah. for. It's definitely, I was telling Bridget earlier, I was like, Scarlet is probably my favorite, like, story-wise, but then, like, action-wise, it's Cress. So mm-hmm. I'm right. super excited for the next two. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. I'm super Yay. excited to be doing this series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening, guys. Want to say bye, Jane? Bye. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> you never know how to end these things. It feels awkward, yeah. Uh, Yeah, keep reading and keep watching. Bye, Bye, guys. guys.